0: Afternoon and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is Breda.
1: G'day, Corey. Good to be back. Uh, we're here for the next section of podcast, which will be our Quick Fire podcast, which we'll get into shortly. But before we do that, welcome to the third member of the team, uh, Bonfa. Good to have you.
2: Choo choo. That's right, Breda. The Bonfer Express is back, and uh, first two stops for the Quick Fire podcast are Adelaide and Brisbane. But before we get stuck in, boys, uh, Corey, let the listeners know where they can hit us up on social media
0: iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud at SuperCoach Elites. Find us on Twitter at SC Elites. And boys, you just mentioned it—the Quick Fire podcast are back. Quickly, briefly touching on some cash cows, maybe a potential mid-price that'll pop out, um, and our primos that we think are locks from each and every team, from Adelaide all the way through to who's last, West Coast Eagles, yeah. That's right, Mm -hmm. a lot of the Eagles or the doggies, but uh, this week we'll we'll touch on, every Tuesday, Thursday and Sunday, these podcasts will be dropped, we will touch on, um, yeah, everything that I just mentioned, so, and we'll listen to some fan questions as well. Let's kick into it boys, because they are a quick fire podcast, so we need them going Quick, rapid, rookies or cash cows uh, from anyone between what 102 to $250. Um, our mid-prices are 250 to $500 we are stretching it out to. And then our primos are 500 plus. So, Bonks, we'll jump across to you. And we're going to start with the Adelaide Crows at the first half of this podcast. Who from the Adelaide Crows do you see is going to be our cash cow? Not necessarily from round one, but someone to keep an eye out during the season.
2: It has to be uh, none other than Tom Dodie at this stage, uh, boys. Um, we've spoken about it a little bit already on the podcast this year, but he is being touted as the replacement for Jake Lever. So hopefully we can see some intercept uh, possessions, um, a few intercept marks uh, in there too, and uh, hopefully we can see him to make. Uh, hopefully we can see him make over two hundred thousand uh, for us at some stage this year. But certainly, um, I don't think I've seen sort of a team lineup right now that's not running with uh, Tom Dodie.
1: Brother, ah, same player, same reasons. Um, he's a quick fire podcast, so I won't go into too much detail. He's the one that clearly stands out at this stage for the Adelaide Crows as a rookie slash cash cow.
0: Well, I could have done it really easy. I could have gone Dodi as well, but I'm going Andrew. McClellan. Oh no! So he's one of the ones out on the track at the moment that's uh catching eyes for adelaide he's trained with the senior group more than anyone so did have that quad injury last year um but apparently all reports out of the adelaide camp that his game knowledge is just far upon far above and beyond a second year player um he does have that afl conditioning and almost an afl body ready Uh, ready body, sorry, as well. He's 117k defender, so he is sitting around that Dodie mark. Um, I've got both currently sitting on my team. I don't think both will start round one, um, but McPherson's one that I think will have an impact during the year. I think both will get a run throughout the year. Dodie's kind of, as Bonford touched on, your more intercept mark will float across the back uh, and and take those intercepts where I think McPherson's more of a runner, uh, running gun uh, kind of back pocket. Now it Look, that Adelaide team's stacked. They are the number one team there. So uh, it'll be tough for those kind of players to to break in and get a game. But with Lever departing, I think we will see someone get a chance in round one. So big on that. Bonfair, go across to you for your mid-pricer. Not necessarily saying you're going to pick these players, but someone you wouldn't be surprised if they broke out for the Crows.
2: Uh, That's got to be none other than Tom T. Lynch. So for the last three years, he's gone averages... Um, so 2015, he averaged ni- uh, 91, 2016, 87, and last year, 85 and a half. So uh, he hovers between that 85 to 90 mark, and that is someone that I can certainly see going up to between 95 to 100. Realistically, if he upped his game by about 10 points um, per game uh, better, um, then he'd probably fit into the top six forwards uh, there he is nicely priced as well. Um, I have to admit it. I think it's about four hundred and forty-seven, no, four seventy thousand, um, as well. So uh, Tom T Lynch is the one that, that I see potentially sort of getting to the, to the top echelon in his position.
3: He'd be a real wait and see for you, though, wouldn't he?
2: Oh no, there's no way I'd, I'd start with him. Um, but, but look, I mean, certainly, I mean, if his last three years anything to go by, he's certainly, you're certainly going to get something between that 85 to 90, aren't you? Takes a lot of marks. He's a, he's a lot of, you know, he's a lot of, he plays a link-up man uh, really, really well. And he's the, he's the connector to their forward line, isn't he? Um, so, I mean, yeah.
1: Great. Right. You're um, yeah, Adelaide was pretty tricky. There aren't really many options that I'd want to start with. I don't think I'll start with one. A um, bit of a left of field one, Rory Atkins. He's, you don't know what you're going to get when you have the eye test. He looks fantastic. Averaged around 80 last year. Um, and who knows, extra midfield minutes maybe he'll get this year. Maybe some time picking up some cheap ball off the halfback flank. Could be a guy who pushes his way up into the 90s at a decent little price. But yeah, quite tricky with the Adelaide guys this year.
0: And for me it was uh, Paul Seedsman. He's one that I could definitely see being put straight back. Uh, Straight down back to replace Lever. Doesn't have that size and probably not the greatest marking ability. But his running carry off halfback could kind of uh, help lead Stints on the wing. Stints stints through the midfield. At 302k, I I really don't mind Paul Seedsman. Um, There's definitely no way that I'd be starting with him. Is one that I'd rather wait and see. Especially, we're going to have the hardest part about the Crows. And I don't know if you guys were struggling with this as well. With those mid-price... Um, you know, bunch that you've got there. You've got so much premium and talent at Adelaide, so it was really hard seeing someone going from that mid-price to that premium talent, um, especially down back or in the guts. And and I, I think that'll be really tough. One that I did have a look at too was Cam Ellis Yolman coming back off that injury, but I uh, am really, really worried about that. Bumps your primo for the Crows?
2: My primo, none other... Uh, than Rory Laird. The reason why, uh, you know, I've gone Rory Laird, you know, some people might say, you know, Gibbs, uh, Sloan, Crouches, all those sort of players. No, lead, because lead is guaranteed top three defender, whereas for me, those mid-prices are not guaranteed top eight midfielders. So, lead is the number one absolute lock price to, uh, just to tick over $550,000. Um, just make sure you pick Rory Laird.
0: I'll tell you what, right now, Brett would want to pick Matt Crouch, the way he spoke about him at the end of the last season, I'd be absolutely (laughs) shocked if he wasn't first picked in Brett's team, what outlandish statement are you going to give us for why you don't have Matt Crouch,
1: Uh, it's the same statement I gave, it's a disclaimer (laughs) I put in when I first said, I know I ran on the Matt Crouch, I'm picking him, I'm picking him, I'm picking him, but I always had a disclaimer and that was, unless they go and give Bryce Gibbs, and they did it, so you can't pick him because there's less (laughs) midfield minutes, less ball can't pick it. And agreeing oh, with Bons, oh. Rory Laird is easily the most important pre- uh, premium footballer at the Crows next year. He's going to get plenty of ball. Brody Smith's injured, I'm pretty sure. Is he? He broke his leg as well. It? Yeah, there you go. Lever injured. So that just means extra ball. And Laird's not a guy who really gets, um, I don't know. Tagged, I guess is the word, where Smith just runs and carries. That's his job. Led usually gets a job. He usually goes to somebody and then gets the ball anyway. So I don't think there's a way to really shut him down. I don't think teams will put super amounts of attention. And he won't score as many points as maybe the Crouch brothers and Gibbs. But I think, yeah, he's easily the most important just because of positioning.
0: 100%. That defender, the, defend, the fact that he's the defender helps so much. Um, you know, you could make a case for Crouch... Sloan, even Gibbs, but I don't think you can really put a price on the fact that you've got that defensive lockdown there. So for me, it was Roy there as well. It was pretty simple of what those two went. Um, in saying that, I actually expect Sloan to have a lot better year, more, a lot more consistent year than he did last year. Um, you know, a lot of slack about how he can't play through the tag. I think with the emergence of Matt Crouch and how damaging he is, um, you know, Gibbs going in there, I, I think I think that's just going to help Sloan mallow out those scores. I think we'll see a lot less top-end scores and, and just more of a consistent score throughout. A new feature that we're going to do per team this year before we get into some questions, boys. Um, Brett, do you want to run everyone through uh, what we're going to do?
1: Uh, basically, we're just going to take a punt on each team and say make a bit of a, I guess it's an outlandish statement. We're going to base it off sort of what happened with Clayton Oliver last year, a mid-pricer guy. And he did something no one expected, and that was basically didn't drop under 90 more than once for the entire year, and had a monster year, and became like a top five midfielder out of nowhere. Um, so for each team, as we go through, we're just going to say a completely outlandish statement and see if one of us can nail it uh, at some point in these podcasts. So Corey, yeah. are you going to lead us off, or we'll here we we'll going we'll to gonna go? We'll
3: just clip all of Bonfer's outlandish statements that didn't
1: happen.
2: You might have, have, have trouble, that you might have... <laughs> You might have trouble keeping them, mate. Whatever I say usually turns out. So, okay, yeah. so
0: I'll start us off. So my outlandish <laughs> statement for the Adelaide Crows in 2018 is that Brad Crouch will outscore Matt Crouch at the You're end of the season's end.
3: So total Brad points Crouch, average.
0: Uh, Both, I reckon. So, total points end so, yeah, there we Yeah, yeah. Brad Crouch to take his game to the next level. I still think Rory Sloan will be the highest-scoring Crow, but I think Brad Crouch will have more of an impact this year than Matt Crouch will for the Crows. And they'll probably win the flag. Um, Bonfire, jump across to you.
2: Sam Jacobs will end up number two, Ruckman, for total points and average across the entire year.
0: I like it. Bretter?
2: Um
1: Rory Sloan will be the third-ranked midfielder. For the crows. I don't think he'll be top two. It's really great to see. And I think he'll he drop right off. Real really real drop lead, off. So, um,
0: <laughs>
3: but, <yeah.
1: laughs>
0: Nice. Uh, let's jump into some questions for the Crows. Uh, the problem was is we didn't really break these down too well. So, Nace, Nelson Moody, Tom Doty, can he break into the Adelaide 22? I'm not sure if this is seasons and, by season's end or by season start, but I think he can definitely uh, get a gig in there, and I wouldn't be surprised if he even had a chance around one. Boys, anything to add on that?
2: Yeah,
1: I completely agree.
2: I mean, let's face it, we don't know who the hell Tom DD is. We've never seen him play. Can we be real about that? But we're just going by everything we're reading. Everything we're reading is saying that he will be there round one and he'll be there to replace Lieber. Yep.
0: A lot of these Harper Adams, Paul and worth a look. I mean, I'm not starting with them, but I've got no issue with it. Anyone else want to add on to the season factor? Because i use him as my mid, so...
2: Was... <laughs> uh, nah, unless you want to just hear me laughing for, like, flat out a minute, then, yeah, I'm probably not going to make too many comments on Seisman. That's that's a job. Well, if, right.
1: he's, if he's ever going to break out, it's going to be this year because he's got, I guess, there's holes to fill in that defence and he's got the the skills to do it, but I doubt he will. If he ever would, it would be this year.
0: Too many questions floating around for these teams, so um, we might just jump straight across into the Lions and kick it off, that was the first part, that was the Adelaide, um, and we'll start with you this time, Bretta, from the Lions, who are you going with with your Rook to break out?
1: Uh, Cam Rayner, um, the guy's a stud. I um, think he averaged like 39 disposals or something ridiculous like that in TAC Cup. Even though he's 202000 I believe, we tend to avoid uh, teams, uh, rookies, over that sort of price. But I think that's one you just have to you, you put in if he plays, because he's going to get a lot of midfield minutes. Rockliffe gone, there's even more minutes. And um, yeah, I think Cam Rayner has the best chance of being um, a super coach stud this season for, as a rookie for the Lions. Did, did, he, did he average 39 touches a game? Tack up footy you did not in what's it called when he played yeah, for oh, did he play for the Yeah, not for yeah, districts, but yeah, is. tack up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, tack yeah, okay. I didn't like even
2: know that. Yeah, over. so uh. he can
1: win the ball. He wins footy.
2: Well, I mean, Rayner was Rayner was mine before I, I heard about you know all those averages in the TAC, but I don't think there's a way you can pass up Cam We've been gifted. We have been absolutely kissed here. Um, we've been given him as a Ford, uh, as a mid Ford option, two hundred and two k. Um Everything that's been reported that he can do, um, I just won't be surprised if we saw that in uh, glimpses throughout the year. And I think this is someone that can go from two hundred thousand, probably close to you know three sixty, three seventy k at, at one point throughout the year.
0: So he was yours as well. Yeah, he's also mine. But I'm going to touch on someone else. But the thing that I want to talk about with Cam Rainer too, um, and it's kind of it's not really related to Cam Rainer, but it's the col- correlation of the round one picks previously. We've got McGrath, we've got Wiedering. And now, the prior two years that we've had in Supercoach, we noticed that they weren't really high-picked players, both McGrath and Wiedering, Um Not as high as they probably should have been. And I think it was that price tag, but you know, off prior knowledge, we've seen what they were able to output and just why they were the pick one. Um, and for me, Cam is in the exact same boat, the kids' class. He's impressed a lot of people down at the lines. Um, I've heard Luke Hodge talk about how uh, advanced Rainer is in his years for such a young bloke. Um, and for me, I think, right, like, like Bons just said, Rainer is a no-brainer. And that rhymes too, so I'm a lyrical genius. But (laughs) um, it's just, I think you have to pick him. And for me, it's almost worth, we always constantly weigh up the, the two midfielders or the two options. If it's, you know, if it's, not so much Crips or anything, but like for me right now, I could easily go Nat Nui um, to a Cruiser or a Rider if I sacrifice Cam Rayner. But right now, Cam Rayner, I think, is that valuable as a rookie that I don't want to do that. So I- I'm massive on Rayner, and I think you have to have him in that team. And if you need to sacrifice Cash, I think it needs to be elsewhere. In saying that, a player, another player that I think can have a, a, an impact for the Lions this year is Zach Bailey. Um, yes. He's 139K. He was pick 15 in the national draft. He's already got that, that stocky, solid body, um, and he's quick. This is the other thing. and This is one player that I've, I've put an asterisk next to right at the start. Watch for him in AFLX um, because, I mean, a team's out for AFLX. They are, aren't they? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Lucky, because I haven't even checked, so he might not even be named. Um, but I expect him to get a go, being such a young talent. If not AFL, JLT for sure. Watch this kid, because he is very, very quick and AFL-ready as well, and that's something that we're really, really big on. Boys, enough of me blabbering on. Mid-prices, Bonfart straight across to you.
2: Oh, here we go. Bonfart's got a not All right. Now, to get, I, I just know I'm going to get copped to this. Um, found this one actually pretty hard as well uh, w- with the Lions here um, but I'm going are you I don't think you I don't think you can be ready for this but I'm going for Mitch Robinson um, coming back from uh, a big injury uh, last year that kept him sidelined for the most of it he played seven games last year an average of 82. He played 21 games the previous two years uh, in both years with an 84-92 average um, going back in those couple of years. Look, Robbo is someone who can average, uh, you know, potentially around in about the, that mid-sort of 90s. If he gets on the if he gets on the park, he's fierce. Um, might be a little bit of ex-Carlton biased in that. I would not be starting with him. But uh, if we're looking for someone who could break out, and again, I said it with my with my pick in uh, the forward line with um with Tom Lynch, and I'm going to say it again. So Robbo, I mean, if he can lift it by you know 10 to 13 on last year's average, um, then he's every chance to sort of be a top six averaging forward come the end of the year. I actually don't mind it, and the big like that that big factor
0: of rocklift going like that's huge. You need oh. a, a solid body in there to go and win you some ball. So, yeah, yeah Bombs, I don't hate it as much as you think we would. Uh, Bretter, your thoughts on that first, because uh, we know that Bomber loves to whack you, and then you'll
1: make <laughs> the um, Yeah, don't really like it. Obviously, <laughs> the reasoning is kind of sound, like he's going to go, he's going to play more midfield and attack the ball, but I think it'll be more of a, I don't know, a group effort of guys like uh, Rayner. Robinson will have a piece of it, but there'll be quite a few that go through and take those minutes, take those center bounces attended, and I don't think there's enough... Um, around for Robinson to really up his score to where he's even worth having. I know Bonfer's massive on. If he's not top six, he's not worth having. So I don't know why he's just completely backflipped on his own uh, thinking. But that's Bonfer. You know, he just chops and changes everywhere he goes. But yeah, my my <laughs> mid my mid pricer. If me to rip that out, I'll go Alan Christensen, the obvious one, I guess, that's been on everyone's list. The guy's averaged in the 90s before. Um, if he's healthy, if he's playing, he's more than capable, and at 260000 or whatever he is, he's, he's definitely worth a look.
0: Yeah, I'm on your boat here, Bretter. My one was Alan Christensen as well. I mean, I don't have him in the team at the moment, but the fact that he's got the proven track record of uh, uh, averaging in the 90s, my biggest issue with him, though, is injury. Um, he's only ever played 22 games once. Um, and his next highest he's 18. So, very, very limited. Very, very talented, though. He's only, he's coming up to the age of 27. So, went to this Brisbane Lions team to get more opportunity and hasn't really had a crack at it yet. I think at his price, if he can get out on the track and play, you can definitely earn us some cash. So, um, I'm big on Alan Christensen as well. I don't have him in my team at the moment. He's one that you really have to keep an eye on. Um, throughout everything JLT and make sure his body if if there's a niggle or anything just avoid his Um, and he's one that I I like but seriously I'll probably end up avoiding and not even having him in my team at all because I worry so much about that body Um, and we've said this in in a couple of podcasts earlier in the season let's just avoid injury and and play it safe so but I've got nothing against anyone starting Alan Christensen Uh, Bretta we'll go back to you because I just realised that I shouldn't have gone to Bonfiver but first your primo for the Lions
1: uh, Dane Zorko. I think he is an absolute superstar. I think he'll be a top 10 midfielder. not sure if he'll be a top <laughs> eight midfielder, but I just don't like the pick, even though I think he is their best option, simply because um, he has those weird games last year when I was running him where I'd be on top of the world when he drops 198, and then the next week has five possessions and scores 50 when he's tagged heavily. So there is a worry without Rockliffe there, with the beams being injured consistently in the past, that... Maybe Zorko does get tagged a little more often, especially after the monster season he had last year. And maybe there's an extra trickling of those games that really do hurt you. But yeah, Zorko, the clear number one option for Brisbane.
2: Punks. Oh, The fact that Brit says clear number one option, honestly, um, we asked for your premium call, not your, you know, big Atlantis statement call. you <laughs> absolutely up now, so you, listen, you listen to me. Yeah, you listen here, brother. All right. Oh, here we go.
1: You, We're when, when we <laughs>
2: ask, when we ask for premiums, we want actual premiums, right? And we are not avoiding a bloke called Dane Beams over selecting someone called Dane Zorko. All right. Dane Beams, he is the man. Mate, last year, he is like just beautifully priced. Uh, you know, if you're looking for maybe just that, you know, slightly cheaper uh premium option is five hundred and fifty-seven thousand. You know, I get the whole injury concern and all that, but this bloke fully fit, genuinely is, uh, and this is not an outlandish statement, but genuinely is a top eight averaging Super Coach player. In his last seven games last year, he averaged it was just you know just a fraction under 116, so he went at 115.7. Um, and he's only priced at 103, 103, an average of 103 so far this year. So, um, mate, I see so much upside in Dane Beams. He's going to carry this team, um, and he is just so far ahead of Dane Zorgo in the premium selection, in my opinion. It just ain't funny.
0: Uh, I found this question really, really tough, and it wasn't so much between those two, it was more Beams and Stefan Martin. Um, but I'll touch on this in a second. Just to add to your big Dane Beams pros bumps. Um, Luke Hodge again I mean I might as well just replay Luke Hodge's whole conversation um he was saying the other day that his leadership and the way dame beams goes about it is actually second to none and that's funny from a collingwood supporter you know we remember the old like dame beams has always been a superstar but you know that rough young kid that would you know be out with the rat pack and getting in trouble and he's gone up there and turned his whole life around well not really turned his life around but gone up there and really matured and become a leader and a captain of that football club so i think i think i'm i'm yeah, I'm with you here, Bonfold. I think Dane Beams is going to go leaps and bounds above Zorko's output this year. Um, I actually think Zorko's overpriced. Zorko's one for me that's definitely going to drop in price, um, and I think
3: it will picking him up. At a I point. didn't
1: realise that you uh, Champion Data give out points for being a good leader. Good leadership. Is that new? No, or they, is do. That part no of the, they do. They
2: do. Damn. They do. Well, what I did top top was I top top. went back on... Th- <laughs> Went back onto my MySpace and um, selected on my number one French <laughs> champion. That. Just had a look a little bit uh, into their bi- biography there, and yeah, certainly leadership played a huge part in it. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> but just he's he's a bit of field kick. Uh, he'll win probably more contested possessions than Zorko as well. My biggest worry with Dane Beams and why I don't have him in my team right now is because I can't trust him to stay on the park. And that is, that is pure and simple. So right now, if I was picking the t- between the two, it's way up. Alright, I I've got. I reckon I've got the points and beams and the price versus probably the consistency in Zorko. So for me, I'm just steering clear of both. Uh, Stefan Martin. Why I'm so big on Stefan Martin is I think he'll go back to sole number one rock duties. Um, they did play around with Archie Smith in and out of that team but we talk about getting more of those inside midfielders in there, someone to get the ball, like in Mitch Robinson's before, and I think with Rockliffe leaving, I really think that's going to help Stefan Martin now. Now, he's not going to get, you know, the, the clearance numbers like a Rockliffe, because he's obviously the Ruckman, but... There's not too many ruckmen in the competition that have the ability to go up, tap the ball, and then get it off the ground and get it out. Gets a lot of possessions around the ground, lays a lot of tackle, and I think for, for sure he's going to finish as a top four or three um, Ruckman come into the season if he can remain the number one. So Ruckman and Archie Smith out of there, which I think early days will, will probably happen. So I'm big on Stephen Martin, but my number one is definitely Doug Beeps. Did we understand that?
2: We did. I, I certainly, I certainly did understand it.
0: Okay, yeah. let's go the outlandish statement. Brett Art will start with you.
1: Uh, Alex Witherden will outscore Michael Hurley
2: this year. <laughs> we said outlandish, not stupid, you idiot. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go, Bopper. <laughs> oh my god! Alrighty. Um... I'll just,
1: I just, if this happens, I am ripping this soundbite out and just <laughs> playing it on repeat. <laughs> For forty-five <laughs> minutes.
2: Oh shit! I I've nearly killed myself here. Um. All right. My, <laughs> my, <laughs> my
1: <laughs> Hang on, hang on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess Bomfers one before he does it. I think I've got
2: it. Yeah. What? What is it?
1: Dane Zorko will average over hundred this year.
2: No, that's false. That is false, mate. That's gotta
1: right.
2: be it. Uh, my Atlanta statement. I'm actually the total opposite to uh, kind of, uh, kind of the total opposite of what Corey was saying about Stefan Martin, I think he's no chance to be Saul Ruckman in that team. And I think Tom Rockliffe going, they had one of the best uh, sort of, you know, hit-outs and Rockliffe clearance type, you know, between uh, Ruck and midfielder that you can kind of have. Not I'm actually going to say... We can, we can definitely say that. Well, look, I'm going to say <laughs> that Stefan Martin, um, what did he average last year? Was it, do you know? Uh,
0: 103 something. Hang on, I'll get it for you. Yeah,
2: um, he averaged okay. 98. All right, Stefan yeah. Stephen Martin will average... Uh, uh, I'll give his line, and I'm going under 84.5 average.
0: So that's taking him back to his lowest average since 2013.
2: Yep, yep, yep. He's he's just no good as a pick, I think, this year. Uh,
0: yeah, don't mind it. Uh, my outlandish statement, and this is a big one, Cam Rayner to finish as a top six forward in his first season.
2: Oh, I like that. Uh, yeah. so I do like it. I do like back a- in
0: bit of uh, some outlandish statements for you guys. Let's hit across to some questions. Um, Matthew Free, we will hit the Twitter up first. Oh, man, I missed the Twitter questions for Adelaide, so we'll hit them at the end of this as well. Uh, any of you going with Rainer or Christensen? We've just touched on that. Um, I've, Rainer got, only. I've got Rainer only. Brett?
1: Rainer, yes. Christensen, maybe.
0: Yep. Uh, Nathan, beam's worth a pod in the mid. bomb will start with oh, you. Oh, yeah.
2: Yep. Oh yeah. Well, I'm assuming uh, I assume we're talking about Dane Beams. I assume we're talking about Dane Beams. Yeah. And I yeah. don't. And I, and I wouldn't be selecting Dane Beams based on trying to secure yourself a pod. I'm picking Dane Beams based on the fact that I think he can be a top eight average midfielder. Brett.
1: Uh, no safety first. Unless you get an absolute super bargain, which um, say Beams is 500 flat. Probably yes. 450 definitely, but not at that
2: price.
0: Okay. We got a. Uh... Joshie G 222 Can we expect Zorko to cop a tag with the departure of Rocky and do you think the tag will impact him? Bonds will start with you.
2: I think Zorko's cooked. I think he will be tagged most weeks and I just wouldn't be starting. I wouldn't be going anywhere near him. Yeah, brother. I
1: think he still averages plenty, but I do think the tag affects him with those weird games where he drops you know, his 60s and 70s, which do hurt.
0: I think the tag's going to affect him big time, and the one thing I do worry about Zorko um, is he's got a bit of a temper, too. I mean, everyone gives Rockcliffe... I mean, Rockcliffe. Everyone gives Toby Green a very hard time. I watched, yeah. watched a fair bit of Brisbane play last year, and when people were getting Zorko's face, he's got a bit of a hot head and loves to throw a bit of a gut punch. So... Yeah, I reckon teams will will notice that, and they will target him very, very hard. Uh, We already touched on this, but Ben Pereira, Zach Bailey, a possible cash cow option. Yeah, Mm -hmm. massive, massive on him. Um, Which, oh, sorry, that was back to the Adelaide. Uh, So we'll jump over to Facebook first, and we'll do the uh, Brisbane questions there. Uh, the consistent zorko versus the under price beams i think so Brett just to get with you did you, who which one did you think was better zorko or beams like who who are you running? zorko okay. so if i had to pick one right now zorko yeah and you were beams but i was also beams um, mm-hmm. will wanted Christensen, do we dare Kind of the same question
2: um no you don't dare
0: oh you can always dare a lot of these i are, don't a lot of these are all the same questions. So let's jump back to the Adelaide Twitter questions. Uh, Joshy J again, Adelaide, is Rory Sloan a no go zone this season after sh- clearly showing he can't handle attack. boss I,
2: I think he's more of a go this year than he is last year. I'm just I don't have the balls to start with him.
1: Right. No, he's a no go for me. Gets tagged too heavily and has too many poor games.
0: I'm the opposite. I love Rory Sloan, right? He's probably one of my favourite Adelaide players to play. I think I, I think he'll only learn. Um, look, The contract saga is a big one. I mean, we know <laughs> last year when Josh Kelly was out on the pitch bonds and when he was lined up for goals, all he was thinking about was his contract. <laughs> yeah, it was so. a
2: ball. Oh, yeah. yeah. So
0: that was yeah. a little bit tough. But we've seen how he played. So that could. do you think that could correlate into Rory Sloan having a better season?
2: No, I, I might think get, I might
0: get Josh Kelly to give Rory Sloan a call and just talk, <laughs> talk him through it all. Um,
2: well, Rory he's, Sloan he's wants he's to
1: get paid him. a better correlate.
2: Even Dustin Martin. I mean, even even the Bull can give him a call this year because the Bull really, uh, you know, escalated his numbers, didn't he, with that whole contract situation? But I just, for some reason, I just don't think Rory Sloan's got a name yep. to be able to do it. I don't know.
0: Uh, as a Blue Spur 86, with Crouch Bros and Sloan already in the midfield, does Bryce Gibbs become an appealing option? We haven't really giving Gibbs a bit of airtime. Does anyone anyone think that Gibbs could become a good option?
2: I would if I was selecting one of the Adelaide midfielders, I would be picking Bryce Gibbs.
0: What's Gibbs priorist at?
2: Five sixty, top of my head, sixty
0: three,
3: something like that.
2: Five sixty three, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but yep. that's just your Carlton bias coming out again. So. No, that, that's generally not the Carlton bias. You got. I'm sick got of Carlton bias, man. I'm over Matt, it. You've got Crouch and Sloan in that team now. All Gibbs had was Mark. All, all Gibbs had was Mark Murphy. Let's face it. Um, you got sorry, you got both Crouchers. You got Sloan. You got a lot of pace in the outside. You've got someone who can also rebound from the back fifty. Maybe be used in. Uh, <laughs> you know, that kind of Brody Smith type role. You've got a midfielder here who goes forward and absolutely loves to kick goals as well. Um, I, th- I think Gibbs, and give me the second biggest doubt in this statement, but Gibbs will be the highest averaging Adelaide midfielder.
1: Uh, Bombs, that was your third outlandish statement. Oh, sorry. Uh, you, th- just told us that, you just told us that Paddy Cripps is irrelevant because uh, Mark Murphy is all that Bryce Gibbs had. So. <laughs> that, that, Paddy yeah. Cripps is trash. You heard it here well, first. from well, supporter. Games, yeah. Bruce Bonfair has but. stated that uh, Paddy Cripps is no good. <laughs> um, so everybody looking to pick Paddy Cripps? <laughs> well, uh, no good. We've got yeah, that right, podcast
0: right. coming up Thursday, so that'll be very interesting. Uh, yeah. Which Crouch brother to take? One is a lot cheaper than the other. That's from Adam Barclay. Well, if you're going off my theory, Adam, my outlandish statement... I don't mind Brad Crouch. Um, But if you want the safe option, I'd still be taking Matt. Bretter?
1: Yeah, I'm a Matt Crouch fan, boy. I take him over Brad every
2: day of the week. Well, Brett Brett likes Matt. Corey likes Brad. I don't like Brett. Therefore, I like Brad. I love it.
0: And that was <laughs> so impressive. Oh, I'm not lie. And with that, we're going to wrap up this podcast because we are not going to get any better than that. Elites, thank you. Quick Fire Podcast. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday with Collingwood and Carlton. So from us here at the Elites, peace out, community.